Welcome to Lawyers Who Care, the video show podcast that highlights attorneys who go above and beyond for their clients. And on each episode, we will meet a new lawyer and they will share stories about when they went above and beyond legal counsel for the benefit of their client. My name is Andrew Samelin. I'm the principal of Samelin Wealth, a nationally recognized wealth management firm for lawyers, law firms, and their clients. And let's applaud lawyers who care and learn from them. Today, my very special guest is Catherine Miller. Uh, she's an attorney with the Miller Law Group, uh, focusing on matrimonial matters in Westchester County and the New York City area. And she is also the host of Divorce Dialogues, which can be found at divorcedialogues.com, uh, which has been in production over the last 11 years. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you, Andy. It's really a pleasure to be here. Catherine, tell us about uh, your firm and tell us how you came to your focus in matrimonial law. Sure. Well, it goes back to when I went to law school. And I went to law school because I was interested in justice, but I realized in the orientation week that that's not what law school was going to be about, but didn't have a plan B. And so I come from a family of therapists, and I've always been really interested in the intersection of people where they meet the law in their personal lives. And so I thought, all right, law school is not going to be about justice. Maybe it could be about people. And that's the point of justice anyway. And so I really focused my law school career. And after law school, I got a job working in the family law area. And our practice at the time was half matrimonial litigation in, in Manhattan and half child welfare litigation. And it was a lot of court work. And in those years, I tried many, many cases in front of Judge Judy. And just to give you a sense of the tenor of what things were like. And so after about two years, I took a mediation training because I thought, wow, you know, Catherine, there's got to be a better way to help our clients resolve the issues that face them. And I started to try to integrate those mediative ideas mostly into our matrimony, our divorce negotiations. And you may or may not know this, but the overwhelming majority of divorce cases in New York and actually nationwide settle before a judge makes a decision after a trial. And those statistics are 95% nationwide 97% in New York. So, wow, these people are settling. So I started to try to introduce these mediative ideas of settling based on what was important to the people, not necessarily what the law said, right? And in every single case, I ran into the same problem. And that problem was the other lawyer. And it wasn't that they were bad lawyers or bad people. It's just that we couldn't get on the same page about the criteria and the priorities we were going to use to help our clients settle their cases, which we were doing anyway. And so after about 10 years of doing that, I got divorced myself. And I realized for real that what I had suspected was true about how anxiety provoking, disorienting, hijacking, terrifying and expensive it was to be a client. When I sat in the client chair, I realized it really was true. And after that experience, and I also, I, Andy, I had two young children at the time, and I was really afraid for them. I was really afraid that uh, my former husband would force us to go through a custody trial and uh, really put them in a really uncomfortable and difficult position and take years doing it, too. How old were they at the time? Yeah, they were three and six, so really young. And uh, I didn't want them to be 13 and 16 and we'd still be getting divorced, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, after that experience, and actually my husband and I were able to settle in a very collaborative model, even though it wasn't easy at all. 
Uh, we didn't never went to court. We divided the parenting plan agreement, signed agreement from the finances because I was unwilling to discuss any money until we had pretty much got that the parenting plan and the custody issues settled. Right. And we settled in a courtroom and in a, I'm sorry, in a conference room, not a courtroom. And I really, really credit actually my ex-husband's lawyer for really helping us get the case settled. So after that, I thought, you know what? I can't do this anymore. 10 years, same problem, other lawyer. And I quit my job and I, I thought I couldn't be a lawyer anymore. And I, and I cast around for other things to do with my life, uh, given that, uh, this wasn't, hadn't worked out for me the way I anticipated. And I took another mediation training. I got remarried. I had another child and I was really kind of trying to find myself. And then, and then a friend of mine suggested I come take a collaborative law training. And I was like, I was very suspicious about it because this 10 year same problem issue, but I did it. And I came to the program and, uh, I felt like I was coming home. It was a really an amazing experience within 15 minutes. I was really privileged because the trainers were Stu Webb, who's the father of collaborative law and Sue Brunsting from Rochester. And it was just so apparent to me that this was how I've been trying to practice my whole life, where the lawyers then and now the professional team work together to try to find a, a solution to the problems that the people face uh, without making it worse. And, and that was really helpful to me. So I had a guy who'd come in and consulted with me the week before and from the train on my way back home, I called him and I was like, hey, Gene, I just took this collaborative training. Let's do it this way. And he was like, okay, <laughs> what did he know? What did I know, frankly? And right. so uh, that was in January of 2003, 20 years ago and a little bit. And since that time, I've taken my focused my practice primarily on mediation, collaboration and negotiation. And while my firm does litigate, Andy, it's really those people who need these ideas the most. This, the idea of settling based on what makes sense to the people. Not that the law is irrelevant. It is definitely relevant. It is a part of the reality that people face and the principles underlying the law are really there to make people focus on what's fair for for the whole family, for both parties, and to keep the needs of the children first and foremost. And and so that's a long answer to, a, to your very simple question. So you were the uh, past president of the New York Association of Collaborative Professionals, the MYACP, which is the local uh, collaborative law practice group. And you've been, uh, you know, in addition to uh, in your practice, helping uh, uh, educate other, other professionals from attorneys to financial professionals, including myself and mental health professionals into what that, uh, practice rubric looks like. Um, is it gaining traction? Is it, um, not that this is an ad for collaborative because all practice methods are appropriate at the appropriate time, but is it gaining traction? Can you share a little bit with what that looks like as it relates to your practice too? Sure. I mean, just for your listeners who may or may not know, collaborative divorce is a method of getting divorced where the professional team, lawyers included, sign a contract with the parties saying that they they and their firms are disqualified from litigating. And they commit to find a resolution that works for all of the participants and also the one where there's a voluntary exchange of information. So we eliminate a lot of formal information sharing, what we call discovery and the law. 
And, and I think that it's taken a while. It, it's taken a while for collaborative to become part of the language of divorce locally and, in fact, nationally, internationally. But I think it really is there as a method that people know about more and more so and really gravitate toward. Because I think following the Great Recession in 2008, 2009, my experience is that people really no longer wanted to waste money fighting. And they might feel themselves super right and that they're, you know, they're, a judge would definitely agree with me. But the realization is that the time that it takes and the resources that are devoted getting that judge to say you're right and there's no guarantee that they will say that uh, is just not worth it. And that in, for many people, really look for more support than mediation could provide. And and so I think that collaborative really fills that niche and is more and more available. So this is, and by the way, everyone, today my uh, very special guest is Catherine Miller. She's an attorney with the Miller Law Group. She focuses on uh, matrimonial matters in Westchester and the New York City area. Um, Catherine, um, can you, as we, since this is the uh, attorneys who go above and beyond, do you have a, a story that you want to share or an example of how uh, what you've been talking about is applied in, in real life? Yeah, sure. I have, I have a couple of, uh, of things that I've been thinking about and how to answer this question. Well, one of the things that we really try to do in my practice at the Miller Law Group is to think about the divorce in an integrative way. And what I mean about that is that it's not just the divorce, that how does it fit in? How do the decisions that people are making in the divorce fit into the rest of their lives? And how are they then going to integrate it back into what their plan is going forward? You know, I think of divorce as sitting at the intersection of between what was and what will be. And we're really trying to focus the parties, the, the spouses, forward-looking, thinking, how how has what I want for my life changed since between the time that I got married and today? And what can we do here to set me up for success in what my new goals will be, whether or not they're similar or completely different from what they were when I embarked on my married life and, and thinking through what it means to be a parent, if they are, and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, in, in in that regard, sometimes people need a lot of support. So one of the things that I've done with, you know, one or two of my clients is go with them to interview new financial advisors, such as yourself, to help explain the situation so that they're not sort of trying to explain what they're what they're getting, what it's going to look like, where they come from, what their estate plan is. And so that I, as a professional who's really taken the time to understand the entire thing, and not everybody does really understand what their estate plan is. Not everybody really does understand what their portfolio looks like. And when someone has been uh, dependent on another person for managing the financial decisions of their of their family, and is now going to take on that control where their portfolio is going to be supporting them going forward, that it's really important to have make sure that they have the right professional help and that it, that person understands where they're coming from and what their goals are. So that's one thing that we've done for people that I think uh, really makes a difference in setting them up for success. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, just so everyone knows, again, this is uh, our my special guest today is Catherine Miller. Uh, she's an attorney with the Miller Law Group. Again, she focuses on matrimonial matters. Catherine, so that people can get in touch with you, could you share your phone number twice? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, they can find us at the on the web at miller-law.com, and the, the number is 914-738-7765. That's 914-738-7765. And they can find you throughout social media? Of course. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and uh, Instagram. Great. Thank you for joining us. Everyone, this has been the Lawyers Who Care video show podcast that highlights attorneys that go above and beyond on behalf of their clients. If you're an attorney or no one that might be appropriate, please reach out to us at success at samalinwealth.com. That's success at samalinwealth.com. Catherine, th thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's been a great time.